Welcome to the latest episode of the Off the Bench Podcast, presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm Chris Miller of NBC Sports Washington. Coming up, we'll wrap up our month-long coverage of Black History Month by talking to a pair of close friends who just so happens to be two of the 14 African-American head coaches in the NBA. Childhood friends Wes Unsell Jr. and Cleveland Cavaliers head coach J.B. Bickerstaff. We'll talk about their impactful fathers to coaching against one another. Plus, hear how J.B. felt the time he found out that Wes finally got his opportunity to be a head coach. And just a reminder, make sure you download, subscribe, and leave a comment on the Off the Bench podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's time now to hear from Coach Unsell and Coach Bickerstaff on this latest edition of the Off the Bench podcast. Wizards fans, we're partnering with Clear to make your game day a great day. With the free Clear app, not only can you use HealthPass to easily show proof of vaccination, but you can also use the app to enter the arena faster through the Clear lanes. Get started today by downloading the free Clear app, tapping the black Sports and Events button on the home screen, and selecting Washington Wizards. Then, head to the Clear lanes located at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. When you arrive, you'll take a quick picture at the Clear pod to confirm that you are you and walk right in. No crowds, no hassle. Download the free Clear app today to get started. I had to pull a few strings to get these two uh, head coaches to spend some time with us today. We appreciate it, JB and Wes. I, I want to start from the beginning of your friendship. JB, I'll start with you. When did you first connect with Wes and what was that like? Uh, I mean, I, honestly, I can't remember a time. We were always connected from, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, our families have always been connected from our time uh, with the Bullets. Uh, and it was always like, you know, we were a part of each other's family. So there wasn't like one time where we showed up and it was like, hey, you know, I'm JB, I'm Wes. Like, we've known each other forever. Uh, and that's all I really remember. Wes, can you put your finger on maybe the first interaction? You know, it, he's absolutely right. You know, that uh, the family connection was there. Um, it, it was early childhood. So it was, you know, one of those things where there was not a distinct moment. You could say, hey, that, that's when it happened. Um, you know, we kind of st stayed connected. Obviously, our families, you know, the job takes you other places. So, uh, you know, I got into this business. I was doing personnel. And, um, you know, I had a chance to go scout games on the West Coast. And so I wound up scouting a game that JB was playing in. And that's kind of how we reconnected again in, in, in an unofficial capacity um, and stayed connected since. But uh, going out to, to scout a game that he was a big part of and uh, kind of snowballed from there. JB, how would you describe your, your friendship with Wes? It, it's bigger than basketball. You know what I mean? And, I, and again, I, you know, our business, because of how, you know, how much we move and how, you know, you change jobs and positions and things like that. But there's certain relationships that you have that no matter where you are, if you're put back in the same room with that person, you never miss a beat. Uh, and I think that's where, you know, again, to me, it's more of a family feel um, than it is a friendship. Um, because, you know, like even from afar, I, I know he's always got my back and he's always supporting me. And I'm always there and supporting him. Um, and, you know, it's just not one of those things that, you know, is common in our business. But, you know, when you go back to the history of our families um, and how much our families have meant to each other, you know, not just in a career, 
Um, but in, you know, our development, like you, you feel something bigger than just the sport that's in front of you. Uh, and that's how I feel about uh, Wes and his family. What's interesting, Wes, about both of your dads is they've not only had obviously impacts in your life, but they've impacted people outside of the family and not only just the, the community of basketball, but, you know, African-Americans. I think about both of your fathers when we think about the significance of this month. What is it like to be the son of, you know, men who helped craft, obviously, our culture and obviously what they've done for you, too? You know, it means a lot more now that, I, you know, I'm at the age where I can see my kids kind of, you know, reaching some of the similar milestones um, that myself, JB, we're, we've started to, you know, on that path. You know, both of them are, are young, but uh, it's, it's more impactful. And I think when you're young, it's just that's just dad. You know, it's the same guy who complains about, you know, do your homework, take care of your room, um, do this, do that, don't do this. <laughs> Um, so all those things, you know, I think as you age, you, you understand the larger scope and the impact that they've had, uh, aside from their profession, you know, and you start to meet people organically who, you know, they bring stories to your attention that you, you weren't even privy to that, uh, you know, how they changed their lives or affected a certain community in a certain way. Um, and you sit back and be like, wow, that's, that's powerful. Uh, I think those, those lessons at times when you're young are lost, you know, now, you know, sadly, my dad has passed, but, you know, I'm hearing more and more of those stories. And I think that really, uh, that carries, it carries a long way. You know, Wes, I've always told you about Pops was every time I was around him, he'd shake my hand. And for the next three days, I'm trying to figure out how to get my fingers to, you know, get back into form. JB, your dad makes me laugh every time I'm around him. He just has that kind of energy. Um, how would you guys kind of describe like your dad, not the basketball coach, but the one that was trying to raise and mold you men? Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we had our battles, you know what I mean? He is dad. And I think you, you go through, you know, like Wes was saying, you know, you don't see your dad as Bernie Bickerstaff, you know, the trailblazer, the guy that knocked down doors uh, and gave so many people opportunities. Like as you're growing up, you see him as the guy that tells you to make your bed you know, that to do your homework. And we have the same relationships. Like, you know, he wants to coach you and tell you what to do and you don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? Like you go through all those things. Uh, and, you know, I remember, you know, being 13 years old when my relationship with my dad completely changed. Um, and we became, you know, friends on top of being father and son. Uh, and that's continued to this day. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate. Like, I, I honestly, I talk to my dad at least once a day. Um, you know, he has a personality that's engaging. You know, he has a personality that's comforting. Uh, and, you know, you know that you have somebody that's got your back no matter what's going on. Uh, and he's that way. Like, you know, the influence on you know my career is I watched him treat everybody in the building the same way. You know, he showed everybody from the ball boys to the janitor to the best player to the owner the exact same. Uh, and I watched how people valued that and how they felt respected. Uh, and, and it's led me, you know, to, to move and work the same way that he did. JB, this past summer, we really saw a significant uh, movement as it pertains to hiring black coaches, where six were a part of that batch of coaches being hired. And one of them is your good friend, Wes when he was kind of going through that process and when he was hired, what were your thoughts and 
as a competitor now, but more importantly, as kind of like a brother, like what did you think about that seminal moment of having so many African-Americans being hired? When it came to West, you know, my thought was it's about damn time. Um, you know, I, I knew how qualified he is. I knew how good he was at his craft, how intelligent he is, how, you know, well he works with people, um, organizes leads, like all those things. And, you know, it, 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 it's a frustrating process when you continue to go through, you know, the interview process and you're just waiting on one person to give you a shot. Um, you know, so I, I was happy, but what I was even more happy about was seeing coaches like Wes get opportunities to get, you know, what, what we call good jobs, um, you know, in good organizations with some talent, you know, with players who can help you be successful, you know, with, you know, structured leadership and, you know, front office that you can depend on and trust. Cause a lot of the times you get jobs that, you know, are in flux or, you know, the rebuild jobs and who knows what it's going to look like. So uh, what I was happy to see was, you know, Wes get a job where I knew he was going to have a chance to be successful. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing. And that's more of the shift that we saw this summer was, you know, black coaches getting jobs where they have an opportunity to truly be successful and last. You know, Wes, we've talked about it. Obviously, you, we understand the significance of the job and where you are in terms of the job in the city uh, where you grew up. But to follow up of what JV said about being in a job where you know you're going to be there and you can be the best version of yourself, how important was that for you? Well, it's very important. You know, I think it, uh, to JV's point, uh, there's only 30 of these in, in, in the world. So it, it's, one, it's one thing to say, hey, we, we have the option of being choosy. Um, to, to, to have the, this opportunity, you know, just in general is remarkable. Um, for it to happen here, you know, the legacy component, all of that matters, you know, not only to me, to my family, uh, I think to this organization, but uh, to have the opportunity, you know, to be in synergy with the front office and ownership and, and have the relationships uh, that are there, the, the pieces, the foundational pieces that are available, along with the talent pool. I think that that's a part that often gets overlooked. You know, it's, it gets overshadowed at times when you don't have success. Um, some people will, will look at that as, you know, this person wasn't deserving or this person wasn't ready. Uh, but talent wins. You know, you, you can mold it and lead it in certain di different directions, but you have to have it. So to have the opportunity to uh, be in a situation like this is, is certainly unique. Uh, and it's not lost on me. And I think it's important for, um, you know, all of us to understand that it's uh, it's a very unique situation. And I'm very thankful for the op for the opportunity. All right. Let's get inside a little bit of basketball before I get you guys out of here. I want to go back to that first meeting in Cleveland. A little bit of a sore subject there, JB, the way it ended, yeah. though. But was there ever a moment during the game where you two in the heat of competition caught eyes with one another as you were roaming the sidelines? I mean, it happens. You know what I mean? Like you look down and it's it's funny because like you're caught up in the moment of the game. Right. But still in that moment, you have the ability to have that thought of, you know, that's my guy down there, <laughs> you know, and and it, I thought about it. And maybe Wes can talk about it a little different. But it's like, you know, we made an error to give up a three point shot at the end of the game. Right. And, you know, you're in the emotion and you're in the heat of that. But it was still, you know, when I looked down there and gave the wave to Wes, you know, it was Wes and his team that had beaten us. You know, so I thought about that, you know, in that moment where, 
You know, you could be upset and pissed off, but, you know, it's somebody you're so close to on the other end um, where you have to have that appreciation for the job that he did as well. All right, Wes, let's flip it. They come to D.C. What was your emotions then when you're kind of roaming the sidelines on your home court? You know, it's it, there's that competitive spirit, you know, and, and he's right. You sometimes get lost in the moment, lost in the game. Um, but you understand that the game within the game. And I, I have a lot of respect for, for JB. What they've done, what they've accomplished has been uh, unbelievable. You know, the, the turnaround that we've seen there. A lot of that's due to his uh, direction and leadership, his staff, the development that they've had from within. So I can, I can applaud, you know, a guy like that. Um, our relationship doesn't change. Once that ball goes up, I know they're trying to kill us. We're trying to kill them. At the end of the game, it, you know, it's passed. Um, and you want to see them do as well as they can um, and have success. So even during the game, you know, whether it's after timeout or in the game situation, they're, they're, there's a good play. Um, you know, I might not show it, but I'm like, you know what? That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's really good there. So I, I can certainly appreciate, uh, you know, those moments. But beyond just us, you know, in that moment, I want to see him have as much success as possible.